What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. Just Hayes, and you have found yourself in the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be continuing our draft player profiles. Uh, this this uh, episode, we'll be reviewing Orlando Robinson, who's a 6'11", 245-pound center, who draws comps to both Carl Anthony Towns and Nikola Vucevic. We'll get into that. And also Jeremy Sohan, who was the uh, the Big 12 sixth man of the year. So we'll get into both of those players. Also some general Bulls talk. All that right after our intro. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode. And before we even get into our draft player profiles, we have to start off with Joe Kim Noah naming his all-time Chicago Bulls starting five. And this is an interesting list. Me and Pat over on Locked on Bulls talked about this very heavily over there. If you want to hear Pat's all-time Bulls starting five, go and check out Locked on Bulls today. But Joe Kim Noah sta- uh, named Derrick Rose, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Luau Dang, and Luke Longley as his all-time Chicago Bulls starting five. Now, me and Pat very heavily talked about Art being on this list and whatnot. My all-time Chicago Bulls starting five will be very similar to Joe Kim Noah's with the replacement of two players. It's Derrick Rose, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, who I think are going to be locked in on most uh, Chicago Bulls fans' lists. But then I'm coming in with Tony Kukoc and Joe Kim Noah as my actual all-time Chicago Bulls starting five. But what that means, I want to hear from you guys down in the comments. Who would be your all-time Chicago Bulls starting five? If you had to name it today, uh, let me know and sound off down below. Just something quick and interesting. Joe Kim Noah is a... He's a very interesting dude. Uh, this was done over for uh, NBA uh, Paris uh, or France. Um, so it, it was all in French, um, the interview. But I want to hear from you guys. What's your all-time Chicago Bulls starting five? Now, before we get into anything else and do draft player profiles, I want to address something. And, you know, this is not to get on a high horse. This is just to talk about it. You guys already know where I stand on a lot of this. With Chicago Bulls Central, we always try to cover everything with integrity here. I know I, I do my jokes, I call people idiots and everything, but when it comes to the content, right, when it comes to actual coverage of the Chicago Bulls, outside of my opinion, we try to do it with integrity. And this is this offseason has already been off to a hilarious start. Like, between the TMZ article and people trying to misplace quotes to try to make it sound a little more salacious and things like that, um, we don't do that here. And the, and, and the one thing that we're, we're always going to keep that, and this is why we do real coverage, this is why I don't do, unless it's like reported on by Casey Johnson, some other main outlets, I don't do a lot of commenting on the rumors because it's all just noise. Even the little VAR ball thing, didn't even really want to do a lot of commenting or, or, or things on that because it, 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 just, it just stirs up the fan base. It gets pointless conversations going. It's just, it's all silly. And when it comes to a lot of the Zach Levine coverage, the fact that, you know, the news cycle, a lot of this even has been said, a lot of this is probably coming from Clutch Sports, just trying to get their guy out there in conversations. Nobody was really talking about Zach Levine's free agency beforehand, and now he's, he's the number one story in basketball in, in very many ways outside of the playoffs, things like that. So, you know, it's going to happen. Most people, most outlets do expect Zach Levine to be back in Chicago. And, you know, we can have a conversation on the max contract, da, 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 this, all this. Those are, those are valid conversations to have, and that's fine, especially now that we know he's not going to get the max contract. I mean, the super max contract. He's going to get the max. Um, but just protect yourselves, guys. Look out there. Don't believe a lot of the nonsense because that's what a lot of this is. This news cycle is nonsense. These outlets are looking for headlines, and that's, that's one of the, the, the downsides of how modern media is done. It's all based off clicks. Everybody has sponsors. They have ads running on their website. It's all about the number of clicks. They're getting paid based off the number of clicks an article gets. So they, they're benefited 
by having salacious articles um, and headlines in it when it comes to it. The whole DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine thing. Listen, let's just drop some facts on that, and then we're going to try to draft player profiles. Fourth quarter scoring. DeMar DeRozan averaged 8.4 points per game on five and a half shots per game. Zach Levine, while averaging much less at 5.9 points per game, got only one and a half shots less than DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter at four shots average. And then again, Zach Levine was hurt a lot of the second half of the season. Those averages were a lot closer early in the season. In clutch time, right? And clutch time is determined by five minutes or less and a game being, I think it's, I think it's the, the margin being less than five, five points between teams. So in clutch time, DeMar DeRozan averaged 4.1 points per game on 2.3 field goals. While well, field goal attempts, so that's the number of attempts that he gets. Zach Levine averaged three points per game, or three points in clutch time on 1.9 free throw attempts in clutch time. So that's less than that's 0.4 difference in the amount of shots that these players were allowed and the difference between them. Listen, there's not any issue with Zach Levine thinking that this is DeMar's team. And anybody who tries to say that is just being salacious. You got, like like I said, protect yourselves. Don't have conversations with idiots. Ignore the idiots in the comments and elsewhere in social media because, listen, they're going to take their time to do whatever they can because, guess what? They're sad individuals. I don't care if that's a person. I don't care if that's an outlet. They're just sad individuals. So let's go ahead and move on from those sad, sad individuals because we're not going to talk about idiots too much here on Chicago Bulls Central. Let's get into... The draft player profiles for today. The first one up is Orlando Robinson. Now, Orlando Robinson uh, played with Fresno State, uh, 6'11, 245 pounds, has a wingspan of uh, 7, 7 uh, 7.1 feet. Um, so a little, little over uh, seven, a seven foot wingspan there. Very versatile center. The positives on uh, Orlando Robinson are just his motor. He gets out there and gets it. He can shoot threes. He shot the three point uh, at, uh, at his, uh, he had three, right around three attempts per game. He shot the ball at a 35% clip from three-point range. He averaged 19.4 points uh, per game in his junior year uh, with on 33 minutes, so that's very solid. His overall field goal percentage is 48.4%, um, and then also his free throw percentage, 71% from the free throw range, so very solid uh, free throw uh, guy there. He has great offensive skill. His offensive skill set cannot be, not, not be slighted at all. He has he is a, he's a reliable three-point shot. He has a back-to-the-basket game. He has po solid post moves. Everything that you want there from a center offensively, he has. He doesn't force bad shots. He works within the frame of the game. He's not quite the passer that some of the big men now in the NBA has become. Like when we talked about uh, Nikola Jovic, he's a great passer. I wouldn't give that to Orlando Robinson being that type of passer, but he's a solid passer, right? He doesn't have that 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 polish with, with his passing game that some of the other centers and big men in this draft have. But again, he... He uses his length around the rim to rebound fairly well. He he converts those to dunks. Great motor. Can, like everything offensively about Orlando Robinson is top notch. Has no issues with his with his offensive game at all. The issues come in on the defensive end of the basketball, and he lacks the the lateral foot speed a lot. He's gonna he he. He's going to get cooked a lot in that with faster, not only faster forwards, but don't let a guard get past our guards. It's it's going to be easy pickings in the, in the post in that in that case. Doesn't have great foot speed. We already talked about laterally what he lacks. Um, and he's not that good of a rim protector at all. While he's a very good rebounder, shot blocking, uh, no. And that's because he's not the best athlete. He doesn't have the great, the, the best vertical, ver, vertical, you know what the hell. He's not, he doesn't have the best vertical. <laughs> with nonetheless, like, Again, 
Now, with with a pick like or- Orlando Robinson, you're looking at like, can you can he become a competent enough defender to where it it offsets what he do- what he lacks? I mean, what he brings offensively. That's going to be the biggest issue with him. Like I said, the offensive game is not a surprise at all, and I think that's very much di- uh, shown as well by how he's moved in most mocks. You're looking at a guy who early in the season was projected to be close to a lottery pick, back end of the lottery. But now, in some mocks, he's a second-round pick. He's definitely a low first-round pick in most of them. A lot of uh, mocks have him going to the uh, Golden State Warriors, which it would just be crazy if he goes to the Golden State Warriors and ends up working out because that's how things go for them. Um, but with all that being said, while he has a lot of the offensive skills that, that we need, we know what we're missing from big men or what we're trying to get, at least this offseason, is defense from, from down low. That's what we need. And while, yes, he projects to be close to Nikola Vucevic, um, potentially, right? Potential is not always realized, but that is where his ceiling is uh, between Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Vucevic. He's, he's going to be 20. Oh, he just turned 21 years old. Oh, no, he's going to turn. Sorry. He's going to turn 22 years old before the NBA draft. So he, he'll be twenty-two year, a 22-year-old rookie, which we've had some luck with 22-year-old rookies over the course of Bulls uh, history. So with that being said, um, does he 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 are he he can simulate a lot of our our what the positives already that Nikola Vucevic has. If you want to keep that type of game going, yeah, fit, like he projects to be able to bring that. But it's that defensive issue. We already have a big man that has lapses defensively, that has holes defensively that we're trying to cover up with by how we fill out this bench. Now we could very well draft Orlando Robinson and still go after a defensive big a veteran defensive big, which is probably what the Bulls are going to do either way, still go after a veteran big no matter who they end up drafting, if they do draft a big. But I don't I don't know about Orlando Robinson's fit on this team. Again, 22 years old, so he's going to be polished. He's going to be ready to go more than likely early on. But looking at everything just coming together for Orlando Robinson and what his weaknesses are, it really just is going to magnify the weaknesses that this team already had. But let me know down below what you guys think. Do you think Orlando Robinson may be the answer for the Bulls at the 18th pick? If he is available there, would you like to see them draft it, draft him? Or like me, because of his defensive issues, would you like to see the Bulls go after a more defensive-minded big or at least a big that has that's more solid on the defensive end of the ball? Because he's going to need a lot of coverage from a Patrick Williams and whoever else we can bring on this team defensively to really bring out the best in him unless unless whoever the training staff is of the team that um that drafts him can really work in that defensive game but let me know uh, what you guys think about that one down below we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into our next uh draft player profile this one is for jeremy sohan now he was the big 12 six man of the year and that right there bring like says to me a lot being able to accept a role especially six man role in college is huge because then you're more than likely you're you're going to be more than willing to accept that in the on the NBA level and that's kind of what we need right now. Now Jeremy Sohan just the raw physicals, 6'9", 230 pound power forward. He's 19. He's going to be 19 this whole rookie season, so he has a lot of upside. Younger player projected to go around the Bulls. He should definitely be there unless another team um, really sees in his potential and decides to to reach on him, which is very much a possibility, especially being 19 years old. Everything that you want from a modern power forward he brings. Shooting ability. He, he, he has a, a, a very nice vertical, which covers up for some of the lack of length that he has. Um, defensively, it's, he projects to be one of those forwards that, that can switch onto guards as well. 
has energy, high ceiling, which is the one thing that I think the Bulls are going to look for in a draft pick. It's not necessarily um, just, just the potential, but what is that ceiling? What is that floor as well? He has a high floor as well just because of everything. He's going to be 19 on draft day. Um, like I said, athleticism through the roof. Very consistent effort on both sides of the ball he brings. He's, he's a solid rebounder. 9.1 rebounds per 36 minutes for him, which is huge. Um, again, those thirty six those per thirty six minute stats can be a little bit um, misleading. Um, but every offensive weapon that you would bring, but as as the difference with an Orlando Robinson is that he also has that defensive ability that you can look at and say, "Hey, there's enough here, even at at nineteen defensively, that we know he, can, he he's going to project to be a plus defender in the NBA." Now, some of the comps that I've seen for him are Kyle Kuzma, which I don't know if I necessarily all the way agree with that comp personally. But I can understand it, especially for his offensive skill set. Um, again, three-point shooting form, excellent. His his stats, again, keep in mind, he played a six-man role. So he averaged in his freshman year 9.2 points per game on 25.1 minutes per game. He, he shot the ball overall from the field, 47%. That three-point, he got about 2.7 three-point attempts per game. Hit that at a 29% rate. Again, six-man uh, rebounds. He averaged 6.4 rebounds coming off the bench, uh, 1.8 assists, over one steal per game, and 0.7 blocks per game. Like I said, everything that you look at, and he's one of those players that, while maybe projected not to be drafted super high, when you take a look at his at his stats and the fact that he did that as a six-man, there's a lot of potential there as a 19-year-old player coming into the NBA. So, Orlando, no, I'm sorry, not Orlando Rosman, Jeremy Sohan, while is not definitely not going to, I would still pick an EJ Liddell over him just because of EJ Liddell's um, ability to go right now and be a little bit more polished right now. Jeremy Sohan is definitely a player that if the Bulls did draft could, could not only work out, but could be one of those players that, that long-term could be a starting power forward for the Chicago Bulls. Like I said, that defensive versatility that he has is crazy. It's bananas. The bananas on the, on the versatility. Think of it like while his his comps professionally, people are making a lot of comps to Kyle Kuzma. I would make more so a Bobby Portis comp for Jeremy Sohan. Um, again, and some of the weaknesses we talked a lot about his strengths. Some of his some of his weaknesses is that most of his points came off assist. So while he may be able to eventually create his own shot because he's so young. He has a nice dribble, things like that. His inability to create is now we are always, he's probably always going to be on the point on the, on the floor with a point guard that can create for him and either Lonzo Ball or Ayo DeSumo. So that may not be something that really rears its head until later on in his career, his inability to create his own shot. But, and he's also not the best efficiency player. Like the, the advanced stats don't do a lot for him outside of that per 36 minute when it comes to the rebounding uh, rate. But Jeremy Sohan, is definitely a player that I would not mind the Bulls drafting at all. Taking a look at just everything from him, like I said, upside, what he can, can contribute now, the defensive potential for him, the offense potential is through the roof. Jeremy Sohan is definitely a player that I would like, coming out of Baylor, a player that I would not mind at all to see the Bulls draft. But I want to hear from you guys. After seeing the highlights here, after hearing me talk about it, do you think Jeremy Sohan could possibly be the pick for the Chicago Bulls series? He's slated to go a little bit above the Bulls, around that 16-17 mark range. But depending, as we know, with, with the way drafts work out, is that all it takes is for one or two teams to, to, to either make a trade or to see potential in somebody who's not necessarily slated to go higher for him to be there easily around the Chicago Bulls draft play. So let me know what you guys think down below on Jeremy Sohan and his potential to be the pick for the Chicago Bulls.
But that's it for me for today, for today, guys. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns at bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text and or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.